one. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. Excited to welcome program Caregiver Dave Nassani. Hey. Dave, 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 how are you? And you know, That's man, awesome. it's July. I want it to leave. It's been a love-hate <laughs> July. Computer crashes. <laughs> I got hacked. I got challenges beyond belief, but also had a great month. It's the weirdest thing in the world to talk about a month. It talks lessons. It's one of those, but I want it to go. I'm ready for August. I'm ready for normalcy hopefully we'll hope dave but dave our guest today is going to talk about and it's great that this topic especially with olympics have you been watching the olympics dave yes yes have i you? have i have I not have. i haven't at all but this is the first year ever i think sporting events it's hard for me to watch sports since covid but go ahead and introduce our guest Dichi is an 18 year old teenage multicultural musician inspired by boxing to pursue his dream and lending his talents to raise awareness for the need for funding for local USA boxing clubs nationwide. Welcome to the show, Dichi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you giving me this platform to talk Absolutely. about it. No problem. So Dichi, you were, from the beginning, you've constantly you wanted to be a musician, right? Growing up, especially now at this point in time, right? That's that as an artist, that's a very important thing to do. Definitely. It was um, when I was a kid, I always did music. I wasn't, it wasn't my, my like I enjoyed it. It wasn't my dream. It wasn't the goal. But when I was in high school, around sophomore year, I thought I didn't want to go to college because school is tough for me. I was a good. But I didn't enjoy it. So I felt I wanted to go to college. And music was one of those things that was able to open up that door because there was something that I it was something that I was, that I'd always done that I enjoyed enough to the point where I could pursue as a career. And that was a career where I didn't need to go to college. Good. And you found that you were gifted. I guess. <laughs> where did your love of boxing come from? So I, I first started tuning into fighting when I was um, about three years ago or four years ago. Now, 2017, I started tuning into UFC during the Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor era. And that kind of got me interested into martial arts and fighting, whether that's boxing or jujitsu. Uh -huh. And I was severely out of shape in freshman year. I was like, um, like on the verge of obesity. Wow. And kind of exercise turned that around. And over COVID, all the gyms were closed. It was, it was tough to like do like any workout besides like working out at your house. Sure. So in November, I started working out again. And at the gym that I'm at, um, I met this guy, Julio, who's like a boxing instructor. Uh -huh. And he kind of, I took one of his classes and I just fell in love. Because I'd always been watching fighting, but I'd never participated in actual training. Sure. But when I first, after that first class for boxing, I just fell in love with the sport. And I just felt I wanted to do everything I can to support everyone that boxes because I know how tough it is. And I know the discipline that is involved in boxing now after I've participated. Wow. So it's... It means a lot to me, especially this week. Last weekend, I went to Atlanta and I went to a gym um, for the charity event that we're doing. And then it really, it really like hit a special place in my heart. It, it like um, at first uh, it was, I didn't realize how much it meant to me until I, until we did the first charity event. Exactly. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I want to bring up boxing. Dave never told you this. I did a fixed boxing match in a tough, 
like where I was supposed to fight somebody for the championship. And it was like, and it was not, it was a regular boxing match, but the promoter knew it was fixed. So basically, so talk about fixing boxing. We're talking about that before DC. I'm a former pro wrestler. I had to wrestle some, I had to fight someone boxing where we didn't pull punches 440 pounds. He was, he was considered one of the toughest men in West Virginia. So I would go out there and we'd fight and says, you're pulling the punches, you're pulling the punch, hit me harder. Like, oh my goodness. And then I had to take the dive at the end of the fight. But what it, it, what it was interesting. You could have been was, a contender. I could have, I could have been a contender. Exactly. So I never <laughs> put that in my resume, former boxer, but Hey, you know what, whatever. But he was, you know, hitting punches. And then finally, when I had to be knocked out, I, I basically took the dive, but it, it was like, and say, Oh, he knocked out the seven footer boxer, you know, but what the sport does and brings is it's something that not everyone does DC. That's the big thing. I think that brings these larger than life characters. And, and we talk about boxing, professional wrestling, MMA. It's something that you just don't see the average person do. And I think that excites people. And also it's something that really gives them purpose, right? Definitely. And boxing is a sport where the amount of discipline that you need, there's been studies shown that participating in sports can lower crime rates, can lower your chance of like um, yeah. delinquency, like they call it delinquency rates. So being like participating in out of school activities such as boxing can has a real positive impact. So by being able to do this charity and donate to these places, it'll help the communities around because there's 1700 boxing facilities there used to be around 2000 but 300 had to close during covid wow and these 1700 boxing facilities have such a positive impact in their surrounding communities and that's just the effect that boxing has on people like david goggins um david goggins once said he said be an uncommon man and that's why so many people are starting to box because if you can box i feel like that already puts you as an uncommon man that's already something that you have that's like personal to you it's not no one else can do what you do everyone boxes differently if that, if you if you like know what i mean i mean yeah and it gives you confidence too that no bullies sure. gonna pick it on you or whatever you can protect your girlfriend so i'm surprised that you never boxed never day in boxing how about workout did you ever do a boxing workout I'd never done a boxing workout. I played lacrosse. I left. I played lacrosse, football, soccer, and and I also did weightlifting in high school. But I never stepped in a in a ring. And so, is that how, is that something you want to do uh, one day? It really would depend on your parents. What, what it would <laughs> I mean, my parents would probably let me. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> they let you do they let you do the music route so at least give you yeah. all right so they have not had this discussion yet okay yeah, yeah. but mainly it would probably be what it it would be depending on what it's for how like or if, if you take a dive or whatever yeah huh. that's wrestling Dave. only or, only neil or, does or, that only only i do that i, I did marlon I, I take and Marlon dive. Brando. So yes. anyone that pays me, I'll take a dive. All right. So let's go back <laughs> to Dichi. When we talk about specifically the event, tell us about the charity event. So everything that happened and some of the experience of last week. Yeah. So the charity event was on Saturday. And what it was is there was they're doing silver gloves boxing. It was it's a re it, it was it was a tournament that if you won that tournament, you would advance to the regional tournament and then you would keep on advancing until you're at the national. 
scale. So they were hosting that event at the gym that we were doing the charity event with. They were USA Boxing Gym, Lugo, Lugo's Boxing. And we went there on Friday, the day before. And we didn't even know, but one of the, there was an NBC reporter that came. I did a quick interview with him. And we were kind of just going through on Friday what we were going to do and just the run through of the event. And on Saturday for the actual event, um, we had a guy from NPR come down and I did a quick interview yeah. with him. We also interviewed Lugo, who was the, the owner of the gym. And then also a guy from Getty Images came and took pictures of everything. And it was, wow. it was just, it was great. It was so much unexpected stuff ended up happening. And the people there were just such good people. I, I'd never been to a real like gritty boxing gym. Cause it was a very like gritty, hardworking, like blue collar gym, if that makes sense. And I had never been in that environment. And after going to that environment, everyone was so welcoming. Everyone was so nice. And it really, like, that's why I said, like, after doing that first event, it, like, really hit, like, a special place in my heart. Listen, I want to do this. I want to keep on doing this. So are you getting a lot of recognition for donating all that money to keep these boxing clubs open? Definitely. Uh, that were closed from COVID? Yeah. Are they permanently closed, or are they just temporarily closed, those 300? Uh, the three, there's 300 gyms that were permanently closed. Oh, my gosh. gosh. And you can only imagine the effect that that would have on the community. Because yeah. when I went to the gym in when I went to the gym in Atlanta, there was probably 40, 50, 60 boxers that showed up just to that event. Not everyone was fighting, but that's 40 or 50 boxers that sure. showed up to that gym to watch the event or partake in the event. Wow. When you well, have- maybe, maybe you can do a charity event to get those uh, 300 clubs back open. Yeah, for sure. That's like that would be um, most likely in the future because we still have the 1700 gyms. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's really important. Like the, the change that they can have, if, if, um, if done properly, it's, it's the change can be huge. Yeah, absolutely. You're getting all the PR that you feel that you need or is never enough? Never enough for PR. I mean, you could have tons and tons of PR, but it's never enough until every person on earth hears it i mean exactly and that so you also did a song for so you you put your music into this whole process as well so tell us a little about that how you connected music to the boxing Mm -hmm. yeah so a couple two years ago i'd say i read a book called the book of five rings by um, a guy named miyamoto musashi and that guy was a japanese samurai slash shogun and then the whole book was about it was a martial arts text but it, it shows hard work. The main idea of the book is sticking to your craft and keeping on and keeping the grind. That's the main idea of the book. That's what I took from it. Um, so I read that book and I applied it to music years later as in the song five rings. And the song is about like hard work dedication that it takes for music. When I did that music video, when we were thinking of what we were going to do for the music video, we decided to shoot it boxing because at the time I had just started boxing and it was something I was very dedicated to and very passionate about. So we decided to shoot the video at the gym that I worked out at. And that one thing led to another and opportunities started to show. And then we decided to work with USA Boxing because I didn't, I didn't know how, how tough it was until we talked to USA Boxing and did this whole um we started doing this charity events, like these charity events. And that, um, 
it helped. Like it, it definitely um went from one thing to another. It just started. It started from a book, then the song, then the boxing, and now USA Boxing. Gotcha. So that's a great story. And the song, tell us about the song. Yeah, yeah, so the song <clears throat> what genre is it? It's weird. Like I call my music <laughs> urban pop because it doesn't fit to an exact genre. I'd call it more hip hop slash melodic rap because there's a lot of different aspects in the music that I make. That's why I just call my music urban pop just because it makes it's, I grew up in an urban environment and I try to make popular music, but for five rings, I'd say it's more melodic hip hop, a bit of R and B, a bit of rap. Okay. Wow. You might just have a new uh, genre in your name. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all created all from that. And so that's the thing you're connecting all those things, your music and everything. What, what has been the feedback so far from the help you've had, especially, I guess, the media feedback? What about the people you're helping? What have you been hearing on it's that? It's been extremely positive. When I was in Atlanta, one of the girls that worked at, um, worked at the gym, she was one of the – she used to work at a gym down the street, and then she moved to this gym. She was talking about how it's such it's, – she feels like the gym was such, like, a family environment. And then she was, she was an ex-veteran. She was – um, she used to be a drug addict and then boxing and, and working out really, really saved her in a way. And it was wow. like, I had like a, a short talk with her and it was just that one short talk was amazing because it really showed how I'm like, it showed that what I'm doing is really helping. And to have her come up to me and say, listen, um, I was an ex-vet. I'm an ex-drug. I've been, I've done it all. And really everything that you're doing for us right now really means the world to me. And that, that really, I really was amazing for her to come up to me and say that. Wow. And you have a counseling and a mentoring gift as well. Good for you. That's great he, for his age, Dave. He's changing the world. Wish we were, what were we doing, Dave at 18? We weren't changing the world. <laughs> we're busy. I was busy uh, going to college. And what were you doing at 18, Dave? I was going to college, got married at 21, had a kid at 25. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, so I had a kid at, I, let me see here. I got married at 25, a kid at 29. Now I have six, but yeah. So there goes the, I caught up on that end, Dave. But wow. You, any any uh, girlfriends? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not in the sorry, sorry. I feel like it would be, t- I feel it would be tough Distracted. for me to have a girlfriend and be able to spend time with her. I didn't want to start dating someone. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I have work. We can't hang out today. Because a lot of stuff is, it's day by day. I pretty much live day by day. Every day changes. You're always running. Always running the yeah, next I'm thing. Sure you get, I'm sure you get many offers though, right? We got some offers. <laughs> there. No, but, see, but see, the thing he's smart as on the road. So, so even though COVID, now you're back traveling some too with your music. Are you doing some traveling a lot? Traveling? Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing traveling mainly for the USA boxing right now. Oh, so you're going to be going from one place to the next place to the next place. So explain where you're going to be going in the oh, next fun. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So we just went to Atlanta and we got back last, or the, yeah, last Sunday. And then next, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start doing, we're organizing a tour around Florida right now. So we're going to be visiting. I mean, now I'm in Miami. So we're going to be visiting a lot of the USA boxing gyms in Miami. Then we're going to go to Tampa. Orlando, Jacksonville, a lot of the major cities and um, doing similar charity events that we did in Atlanta. That's just great. Is anybody out there doing what you're doing? You're like one of a kind. Thank you. 
Yeah, I try. I try my best. So let's get the spotlight on your music. Now, music was the first thing. This has come out of nowhere, right? So now you're like, what is the brand? Define Dichie's bland now. What is it? So you know what I mean? Because now you've added this other charitable component that when I was first introduced to you by your publicist, it was just the music. Now it's much more. What do you say? What do you think your brand is? Because we, Dave and I talk branding all the time. Dave, we've really not mentioned as it, is it has been on uh, how many TV shows? Local TV. Just did shows? my fiftieth two days ago. Fifty He's TV 50 shows. Fifty local TV shows. I have had seven thousand plus interviews on my network, and I have a five million listener viewers per week on my network. I've been interviewed major celebrities, so we all know how we're defining our brand. Clubhouse is another part of my brand now. Being on social audio all the time killing it but and speaking in front of hundreds of people all the time on that you define your brand now because first you were just thinking the music now you've added that charitable component tell me no i think my brand is just constantly evolving i feel like we can be right now it started as music my brand mainly at first was just music now it's music and boxing and charity then in the future my one of my goals one of my long-term goals is to do clothing so then we could add that aspect later in the future. So I think it's mainly just being able to, it's just constantly evolving and always having a positive impact. I think it's one thing to only do music, but what's the point of success if you can't help other people become successful as well? Because you could have everything in the world, but exactly. what are you doing for other people? Yeah, you're you're end, an entrepreneur also. Oh yeah, in the end, it's like we're all a community, whether it's, like no matter what it is, we're, we all live on earth together. We're all a community. So if I'm successful, what can I do to help someone else? So mainly, I think the best way to describe my brand would just be positivity, like having a positive impact. See, I love that. I love that about you and your energy at 18. Like I said, I, at 18, I'm trying to remember, I was just focused on playing college basketball at McDaniel College, graduated undergrad. I mean, I was graduated high school in 1991. I think I was 18 years old, went on to play at Western Maryland, then went up to go transfer schools and became a professional wrestler, hit the pro wrestling circuit. So uh, a lot of ways I've learned in branding through just trial and error. It seems like you've studied this. You're learning this firsthand and then smart. I, I like the idea of you not having a girlfriend, but you'll find somebody who will be willing to travel with you. You'll find somebody who's going to be that one that believes in you and understands this is what your, your, your life is. And I think a lot of people, when we choose not to go, what we truly love, it comes back to haunt us later on in life. And yeah. so keep it going. I'm so impressed by you. And Dave, uh, so I just kind of wanted to jump onto that, that point of view. But for your fans out there, like for the music, so you're doing all the different stuff. Are you going to be performing as well when you do these events? Are you performing or you have other plans for performance as well, performing as well as music? So at the events, it really depends, but... At the events, most likely I won't be performing. It'd mainly just be a charity event. We'd, we'd be there just to, just to oversee and, and watch and be involved and donate. So performances we'll see in the future. Right now, I have an audience, but my audience isn't big enough to be do big performances. And it, we'll really see in the future. It's really dependent also, especially now with COVID, Delta. Um, it really... Really Why don't you do a, a music video that you've already have? Just show that. Uh, that would be a great addition to your charity event. And Definitely. No, we just finished up another music video. We did a reshoot yesterday, actually. For, That's um, kind of cool. Stuff. 
That's so what do you think of you as a producer? Are you behind the scenes in the video or you have the expert looking at it? Or you're still looking at it. How do you define that music video? Think about the days of, you know, MTV, yo MTV raps and how music versus was the VJ and MTV. If you're a history as a musician and now seeing where videos are shooting now and they're all YouTube or, you know, or specifically other platforms to, to check out videos on Facebook and things like that. Where do you see when, when you shoot a music video, how much is your creativity involved versus who you've hired to help shoot it? Yeah, so it's, it's a joint effort between me and Brian Barrel. Brian Barrel's the my director, but we kind of both direct the video. Like he gives his input, I give my input, and we kind of work together to find um, an agreement and things that can work, things that can't work. And it's, I kind of co-direct it, I guess. All my videos I co-direct because Brian Barrel, he provides, he gives me an idea. I build off of that idea or I give him an idea. He builds off of that idea. So it's really a joint effort in um, directing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, um, I'm happy to be able to work for, work with um, a great director, such as Brian. Awesome. We've shot like, we've shot eight videos now, I think. That's awesome. And that's fun. I love that component. I want to do more of my business. I've created and produce two video commercials, one for a photographic memory business and also for a former company I was with, Lensec. So I have been in that, that behind the scenes. I produced TV shows before. It's fun in that process because you see the creativity and development of where it goes. I love brands, but I also like to put together things, looking at how websites are built. I can't build a website, but I sure as heck can come up with ideas how to design it. It's so mm -hmm. important, the creatives. We're all creatives on this program right now. Dave is a true creative. And if you talked about what we talked about on our show a couple of weeks ago, he talked about how he's a celebrity entrepreneur and how you too are a celebrity, but also a celebrity entrepreneur yourself. How many 18 year olds are out there in music that are creating other things when I have a clothing line, all those different things, people would dream for that. So Dave, yeah. you're going to go to your caregiver question because I'm going to close it out with that. But that's why we call him caregiver Dave Nassani. Go ahead, Dave, and tell us why. Yeah, well, it's a strange question for someone as young as you, but uh, my wife had a stroke 21 years ago. She reinvented herself, went through the grief process, decided if she's alive, there must be a reason God has her here. And so I've, I've been ministering to people who take care of sick people and people with disease, people who are dying and, you know, grandparents, parents, people who are old or people who uh, have cancer, et cetera. And 30% of these people who care for people actually die before their loved ones do because they, they are so internalized in what they do that they just give and give and give and there's nothing left to give. And, you know, they need to learn to put their own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. uh, so my question to you, I know you probably haven't thought about it, but maybe you've seen other caregivers, maybe in your family, maybe your grandparents, maybe your parents. Uh, what kind of experience or exposure have you had to caregiving? No, yeah, so my grandfather and grandmother right now are like, like their health has deteriorated over the past couple of years. Um, like, like yesterday, the day before my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, so um, that was like tough. Um, so they, they live in Japan, my grandparents. So uh, for caregiving every, every year I'd go to Japan, like for the past decade, probably my, my grandparents have been getting like worse and worse and worse in terms of their health. And then for the past decade, every summer I'd go to Japan for a couple months and I'd live with them. I'd take care of them. My, my for you. When, like, I don't know. I feel like my cousins weren't there as much as I was for my grandparents. 
And every summer I'd go to take care of my grandparents, whether that's go get groceries for them, live with sure. them, eat anything, cook for them, anything. And then, um, yes, and then a couple of days ago, my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer, which is like, um, cause he has, he has like a tumor in his, um, esophagus. Yeah. How old is he? He's 88 now. Mm. So he's like, he's on his way out and it's tough to, to deal with because sure. right now it's tough to get into Japan. So I can't like, if I could, I'd fly tomorrow. Yeah. Who, who cares for him when you're not around? My grandma was taking care of him, but my how grandma. She, how's she doing? She, she had open heart surgery. Oh my gosh. Caregiver ago. needs a caregiver, right? Yeah. So then my, my grandfather now, he, like, because he was just diagnosed with cancer, he's in the hospital right now. So my grandma's living alone. Oh, no. And then she had open heart surgery a couple months ago. So it's even tough for her to live by herself. So right now she, there's no one. There's no one to take care of her. Oh my God. You're not able to go into the country, right? Because of COVID, correct? Yeah. Oh gosh. And the government doesn't have any programs to uh, bring the help in. Um, there's there's programs that she uses like they she has people bring food to her house so she doesn't have to go grocery shopping. Yeah. And stuff like that, but still, it's still a tough situation. I think yeah. for her, despite even with all the government care, it's it's just a tough situation. Yeah. And I'm sure it weighs on your heart. Uh, so add caregiver to your resume because that's what you are. Yeah, isn't it amazing? See, Dave, you never know. See, you never know our guests. So, where, Dichi, where can we find info? Where's the best place we can go and find out about you know, the charity stuff, but also your music? Yeah, so on dgmusic.com, D-I-C-I music.com, that it'll show you all my all my social medias, whether that's YouTube, Instagram, everything. And then also on there, they'll find the link for Bandcamp, which is the link for the charity where you can buy five rings and all the proceeds go to USA Boxing. And you can also find all the articles, everything on dicimusic.com, D-I-C-I music.com. Again, I'm impressed by this guy, Dave. Yeah, me too. He's he's definitely is going to be an up-and-comer talking to him about all branding and conversations. We could have a blast just talking about how to create a brand, develop a brand, understand a brand. And he's learning and he's educating himself. And I don't know, I was educating myself in college at 18. So there you go. Great job, man. Keep it up. And it's, uh, you're living the life. You keep it going and uh, appreciate you coming on Neil Haley show. So thanks again. Great talking. Take care guys. All right. Appreciate it. That was the Neil Haley show. Take care guys.